2: night legends internet radio show podcast the finest content on the interwebly stratosphere my name is frank barrientos united states of america <laughs> and i'm here with my co-hosts uh tressa Kara, and nick and we first want to say hello to northwest paranormal research group on facebook said it's a catchy and smashing intro <laughs> thanks for that really appreciate it um, a hello northwest paranormal research yeah group. hi how you doing tell us about you we'll be happy to uh Have you in? Call in. Yeah, call in. (laughs) We have a phone number. Mm -hmm. Call in. Let me turn my ringer on so we make sure we get that. (laughs) Um, Announcements. Wazzy took the night off. Jenny officially starts next week, although she was welcome to join tonight. She just had something come up. I still have frosted tips because we reached our follower goal. New goal is going to be coming (laughs) in hot with some unicorn colors, I think, at some point. For you? Yeah. Once we hit, you know, wow. 10,000, I'll rainbow my hair.
3: You can't let yeah, those gotta... tips go to waste. No, I'm supporting uh-huh. them
2: every day. Look at that. I'm going to work tomorrow with tips. <laughs> i have actually oh, you been to the office
0: yet with them?
3: Yeah.
2: I have been to the office with them. And uh, wow. I've gotten a few pictures of uh, Guy Fieri uh, forwarded to me. So that's <laughs> great. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so there's that. Uh, Triple D, man. I love it. Yeah. Well, I'm the mayor of town. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Tonight, we're going to be doing a show that's sort of a follow-up to our hometown horror with our guest, Kimberly. If you remember her, she came on and was talking about um, her hometown, which is Lafayette, Oregon. Crazy awesome little town. So uh, definitely want to go. I, I don't want to give too much away on that. If, you, if you're curious about that town, go back and listen to it. It's such a great listen. <laughs> loved having her and because she's had a a bunch of personal paranormal experiences we decided to invite her back just to discuss her own stuff Mm -hmm. uh here coming up just want to plug some future episodes for you guys because we've got like a big heavy ball-busting october coming up we've got this next uh podcast october 3rd monday it's gonna be girls night and Leia's gonna have on a guest named jill pepe lemke Who's a psychic medium. Uh, October 10th. Huge night. We're going to have on Mr. Gorga. Who's doing a follow-up episode. He's a demonologist and New York Times best number one best-selling author. Uh, Demons That's Among awesome. Us is his book. Probably going to do another giveaway for his book. Back then, for the second time. October 17th. That's still kind of uh, up in the air. But we've got something cooking. We're just waiting for confirmations on the 17th with that, those guests. Then... October 24th, huge show, amazing show. We're going to have Stormfrog and Paige Senpai coming on hot. If you're part of that Twitch gaming community, they do a lot of spooky games. I'm part of their uh, community, which is Stormpie on Discord. Really looking forward to having them on, and uh, they're going to be talking about pretty much whatever they want to talk about, but I believe they're going to be doing pers- like, what we're doing tonight, so like personal paranormal horror story stuff. You so got fun. some
3: good shit coming down the rails. Yeah,
2: and then uh, two more that I'm going to plug. We're going to do a pre-recorded Halloween episode, so it'll air for Halloween, but we'll pre-record it, and we're going to be hopefully dressed in costumes. Tresta and Kara don't know about costumes yet, but no, oh. Mick definitely knows. On-camera costumes, if you want, optional. Last year, it was myself, Leia. This is a good excuse. Yeah. Uh, we had myself, Leia, Nick, and Mick. Nick, Mick, and myself dressed up as the Brood from WWF. If you're familiar with them, mm-hmm. crazy vampire trio.
0: Bunch of vampires.
2: Their, their their little thing was they would shut the lights off in the arena, and then soak their opponent in blood <laughs> before <laughs> fighting them.
0: <laughs> they would spit their blood out at the crowd too. Yeah, and then
2: and then they would have a goblet and they would drink blood and like just spray <laughs> it, mist it out <laughs> over the over the crowd. <laughs> yeah, so uh. We were, the three of us were that, and then Leia was... I don't think Leia dressed up last year, but the year prior, we were other stuff, too, and
4: it'll be a good so time. Oh, it's
3: a group theme costume? It doesn't Art. have to be. Uh,
4: but I'm really into I'm the group into theme. a theme. Mm-hmm. I like a theme. Northwest Absolutely. Paranormal
2: Research Group says that they're shy. Uh, Northwest Paranormal Research Group, let us know what costume theme, if you have any ideas, we could use.
0: The California Raisins. Let's uh, do it.
2: I don't know if those <laughs> held up, Nick.
0: What? Uh, <laughs> I don't, uh, I
2: don't know, Nick, I don't know if in today's climate, today's political, politically correct climate, those are a good idea. But oh. uh, I will say that we are open oh, to ideas. Yeah. We, we did throw around the idea of like Power Rangers at one point, you know,
0: but. Uh, we'll oh, see. and that's not uh, politically incorrect. No, I think they're okay. Yeah, right. I think okay, that's okay. pretty The Yellow neutral. Ranger's Asian, the Black Ranger's Black.
2: Yeah, she but that was, was right. only the first generation, and Saban has already dr- addressed that, and they've introduced many, many... Oh, no, I don't
0: want to be a new ranger then, huh? <laughs> Forget get
2: that. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Northwest Paranormal Research Group says uh, used condom. I don't know why that person said that. <laughs> no. Starting to doubt the authenticity <laughs> no, you. of the, No, thanks. Starting to doubt the legitimacy of that research group. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I think this should become a poll. A good Twitter oh, poll. Oh, that's a good place. idea. Yeah, so send us your yeah. ideas. We'll start a poll.
2: We'll dress up as whatever you want us to dress up as. So uh, I'm open to it. Look, look forward to that. And then November 7th, we've got Chris Fleming coming on. Oh, he's the producer of Real Scary Stories Spooked Scotland on the Travel Channel. On the Travel Channel. God, I'm bad at this.
4: <laughs> Is it too late to like
2: not be a host? And it... Nope. I mean, and the
4: show <laughs> just came out first three episodes released on Discovery, it's Haunted Scotland in America. Oh, I... Spooked Scotland over there.
2: Oh, okay. okay. I don't so know why. The name change <laughs> really? They do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they do that, but they, they well do, they do change the name of shows sometimes. That
4: word can be troubling in the Uh-oh. States anyway. It's true. Yeah, I didn't think about that.
2: All right. Who else has some other <laughs> news? Anybody at all? Uh, I'm gonna minimize the chat, Kara, because on the stream, Kara, the chat is just pretty much over your entire screen. Uh-huh. <laughs> make what? It. No, so we've got, chat. we've got a chat that displays over our. Oh, screen.
4: I got you.
2: Yeah. So Come I, on, w- Twitch. It, it was just. Overlaying. I was like,
4: I you can't see my screen, Frank.
2: <laughs> oh no, uh, definitely not.
4: Uh, <laughs> I understand. I understand.
2: <laughs> okay, so before we invite Kimberly on, anybody have anything else they'd like to talk about? Off off camera, we were talking about Nick's boots. We're gonna put a poll up to see which moc toes he should buy Thursday.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: White's boots. Black.
0: No, white's brand, but black boots. Uh, the Oxblood. You gotta add the Oxblood. I. I do or
4: Milwaukee it. Oxblood.
0: Uh. Or yeah. straight up red wing. Listen, man, I like Oxblood as a color,
2: but I don't know that I like them in that type of work boot. Oxblood, to me, is a classy color that I like to see in dress shoes and dress boots. If if I, if I may, I would say do Oxblood in a Chelsea. Do Oxblood in a different boot. If you're going to get, like, a service boot, do it in there. But maybe not the mock toe. I, I like the idea of a black mock toe if you've already got the traditional golden we also yeah. have uh lord cronus coming in hot with a with the word with nick's name <laughs> and an eggplant, What's up emoji. With that?
4: eggplant emoji
2: from lord cronus
4: <laughs> as we should all expect
2: <laughs> you guys ready to bring kimberly on or
3: let's go um, yes. let me
2: give her the uh, green light you like my clickety clack at the keyboard
4: with a with a loud keyboard,
2: yeah. Lord Cronus says hi, everyone. Hi, Lord Cronus. Lord Cronus, are you getting hit by that hurricane? Or are you going to be on Thursday? Are you doing a podcast with us Thursday?
4: He should be fine.
2: I don't know. He said that he might not be doing the podcast because of the hurricane. But he Good. likes your I eyes. i see
0: him on. Don't don't
2: don't encourage him. <laughs> 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 Oh, no, I have to. Lord Cronus starts today, then my girlfriend starts to question things. <laughs> hey, Kimberly, glad to have you.
3: Hi.
2: We can Hi. Hear, we can see you. Good to see oh, you guys
1: yeah. again. Yeah, you too.
2: Yeah, great. Uh, Tristan, let's just ignore Lord Cronus' chat for right now. <laughs> 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 um, really quick, Kimberly, before we get to you, we do have a, a suggestion for a Halloween costume from Northwest Paranormal Research Group. How about dressed like Garth Brooks with a cape? Then you can be Garth <laughs> Vader. <laughs> uh,
3: how about one better? Chris Gaines with a cape. Do you guys know who Chris with Gaines a is? Cape. I don't Maybe. know. He
4: said with a cape. I just added that on.
3: Yeah, with a cape.
4: Do you guys not know no, Chris Gaines No, and I is? don't know who Chris Gaines is. No. Chris do-
3: Gaines was Garth Brooks' alter ego when he tried to do an emo <gasps> album. That's right.
4: That's <gasps>
3: Uh, the new Batman, the Twilight Batman.
2: I don't know much about Garth Brooks, but my brother went through a phase where all I heard in the car very was a bottle. <laughs> Kimberly, do you know Garth Brooks? Tell us about Garth hey. Brooks.
1: <laughs> I, I do. Not very well, but I know that my mother-in-law has told my <laughs> father-in-law that if she ever gets a chance, she will divorce <laughs> my father-in-law to <laughs>
2: my <laughs> <name>. Yes! <laughs>
0: Fair.
2: Got Fully support Got You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> 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 All right, that's great. Thanks, Northwest Paranormal Research. We gotta, I gotta come up with a different. Can we acron- Can we make that into an acronym? Was that NPRG? Hmm. I don't know if that'll be good. Mm. Truss is doing yeah that. I don't know.
3: yeah I'm trying to do the math with yeah. the grammar and it's not math and I don't know anyway so
2: let's get to the meat and potatoes because Kimberly's time is very valuable of course. let's let's jump into it if you want to preface it in some way you can do that I kind of gave a little bit of a rundown but uh jump on in whenever you'd like and I'll uh play some groovy music for you
1: okay yeah I'm just here to um follow up on the last episode where we talked about the town that I live in. And now gonna talk about some of the paranormal experiences that I've had personally. Um, so feel free to ask questions or stop me or whatever. I'm I'm happy to answer questions. Um there is a lot of skepticism when people start talking about paranormal experiences um which i totally get i totally understand and so um with that in mind i've had a lot of paranormal experiences throughout my life but the only things i'm going to talk about tonight are when someone or something else like an animal has been involved that also experienced it with me so it's not i've I've had lots of times where it's like am i going crazy did i imagine that
2: so you're looking um, for the verifiable instances
1: yeah so okay. you know there was something someone else there with me when it happened um so the first one really that i experienced was I was a teenager playing a video game with my brother. We weren't home alone after school and we're focused on this game. And all of a sudden there's this like shadow that comes across the room um, because light was coming in through the door and it startled us both so bad that we jumped like physically almost out of our chairs and turned and looked at the door and saw this very quick shadow of a man go across the door and both of us immediately jumped up there was no one else home um but it really shook both of us up i mean our bodies had this physical reaction to it before we had even seen it fully so that was probably the the first one that i remember experiencing with someone else
3: um can I ask? Yeah. Um, where in the house that took place, and if you'd ever before, after that, experienced anything else? No it uh, it was
1: upstairs, kind of in like an office slash video game room. We had mm-hmm. our setup in there. Um, no, that house was pretty quiet and. I kind of wonder if it's because when we moved in, it was a brand new construction. Um,
4: so I think that's kind of maybe why that house was so quiet.
3: Yeah, that's fair. Hmm.
4: Now I gotta ask, did you guys talk about it afterwards or were you both like, whoa, we almost fell off the chair and that was scary. Never speak of it again. Or did you guys say, what did you see? You know, and verify the experience.
1: No, we like both jumped up and, you know, me jumping into like big sister mode, ran out the door, like trying to see if there was somebody in the house, you know, it was like a full grown man. And I'm wanting to put myself in between my little brother and somebody else who might be in the house and. We checked each room and we're telling mom and dad about it when they got home. I think we called mm-hmm. one of our parents because it shook us up so much. We were worried that somebody really had broken into our house. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like a just kind of ignore it and go away. What it was was... Uh,
2: What was mom and dad's reaction to it?
1: So everything that I experienced when we told our parents about it, it was you guys are crazy hmm so mom mom and dad did not play along with that Hmm. at all
0: they didn't want to get scared themselves they're like uh that's creepy but we're just gonna say that's crazy
1: yeah i actually talking to my parents not that long ago after the last thing that i'll talk about happened um my whole life growing up my parents were like it's your imagination you're making it up your brain's playing tricks on you whatever and the last time i talked to my dad after what happened he was like i'm gonna be honest i think it's you
3: hmm.
1: okay not cool and he's like i always thought you were crazy but all this stuff keeps happening and i think it's just you
2: 're disturbed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, Let me ask you guys awesome, all a question. So there is a theory out there that when uh children are children they're more sensitive to things behind the veil and then the belief is or the common belief is that if you ignore it or tell yourself it's not true or just whatever you sort of start to lose that as you get older. So you're not you're no longer as sensitive. However, if you embrace the fact that you see things or you feel things or you whatever, you keep it. How do you guys feel about that? Because I know like my dad will be like, even if I thought something was there, I know my dad is such a tough ass. He'd be like, yeah, there's nothing there. But he's also convincing himself in the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you guys put any stock into,
0: I mean, ignore
2: it until it becomes not real? I've
0: like been startled by yeah. like shadows passing by too. But usually I, in my mind, figure out like what was casting that shadow, you know? so maybe feel, that's me trying to not want it to be paranormal. normal
3: I, I feel like uh society and parents and whatever just try and dismiss it so it doesn't scare you instead of trying to explore it and describe it and explain it and it starts to make everything in your head like dismiss it uh, after a while you don't see it because you don't acknowledge it because you've been told it's not real I think that if you you're brought up not believing, you're gonna stop believing. But if you're right, brought right. up and mm-hmm. su- you've been supporting this, and your like network supports this, I think that you can keep going with it. And I think that you can see and like keep experiencing it personally. I think. Mm-hmm.
2: All right. What what happened? Next I agree. Kimberly? Yeah.
1: Um. So, I got married and i moved out into an apartment that was a very old apartment and that's kind of when things started heating up a little bit um i would just experience little things here and there and would just write it off and then there was one night when my husband and i were laying in bed and i just hear like this scraping noise and then this clunk and then i hear paper like being slid off of something and hitting the floor. And it's Mm -hmm. not like all at once. It's almost like somebody is there with their hand throwing it off and then throwing off a little bit more and then throwing off a little bit more. And I'm like, I'm not getting up. I'm not. Nope. That's going (laughs) to stay there until morning. (laughs) And so I got up and this bucket that we put our mail in had tipped over and it has a wider base so you have to pick it up and turn it over it doesn't fall over um and that had been turned over and then all of our mail was in like a six foot radius around the bucket like somebody had slid the mail off with some force so that was kind of weird we wow. uh, we just
0: That's really weird
1: I, I put the mail away and we went on with it <laughs> And then Yeah, a
0: um, cat, maybe? Cat didn't do it. Nope. No cat. Uh. No,
1: nope, no animal. Um yeah. And then maybe a couple weeks later, again, we were laying in bed and uh we had a vanity that was maybe three feet away from the foot of our bed. And I would keep my perfume bottles right up against the mirror. And we just heard this scraping in our room like something was being slid across the top of the vanity and then all of a sudden um we just heard this bang against the, the foot of our bed so somehow my perfume bottle a couple of them got slid from the mirror to the front of the vanity and then thrown off the vanity hard enough to hit the foot of our bed and then hit the ground
4: Mm. So, and you were in bed you were in bed <laughs> and this happened do you, yeah
2: do you feel
1: safe did after you dare
4: that? look up <laughs> no <laughs> no did you, I
1: what I know some people say that if something like that happens you should turn and you should say like this is my house you can't do this to me you need to get out or whatever uh, and then I've also heard some people that say you should not acknowledge it pretend it's not there
3: I like that second one. That's what it's, I do. It's so easy to say, this is what you should be doing when that happens. Why don't you have your camera? Why don't you do this? When yeah. you're in that situation, you freeze. Well, some people they freeze because it's terrifying. You, even if it's a small thing, it's not normal. So you're like, I don't know what's happening mm-hmm. in my, like my environment. And I'm, I'm scared. Cause I don't like, Mm-hmm. Don't tell people how they mm-hmm. should react. Come on. No. So the three and, of us.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna say really quick. The three of us went on this ghost tour. Not Nick. He had other things to do. But tressa and Karen, I went on this ghost not tour. Not Nick. And they were talking about this. What was it? A college student in a in a bed, and the ghost appeared at the foot of the bed, and was like trying to like do stuff to the covers, and the student was dude, like, dude, "Get was out so... of here! Get out of here! I'm trying to sleep." And then like the ghost left the student alone. I mean, there's, that's one way to approach it.
3: I so checked out. I'm glad that you tour. paid attention like, by that. I have no <laughs> <was> idea what happened. <laughs> I tuned this, out
2: oh, by <laughs> I'm sorry, Kimberly. The three of us went to a ghost tour, and the, the guide was half <laughs> trying to play things up, and then uh, we, she was making something out of nothing. <laughs> she, like, showed us her own apartment at some point.
0: Uh, Did you then, guys have K2 meters?
2: No, we just had... Uh, what were those? I don't even know if those I don't
3: were know. Right. Some kind of bullshit meter. I don't yeah, know. And then just... at
2: the end, the last story was, well, this yeah, one's actually real, did. though. Let me tell you about the one that's actually real, though. And it's like, come on. Wasn't this all real?
4: <laughs> that was that was weird. This one's <laughs> actually. Oh, no, oh, man, I mean, they're all like real. They're all real. real. <laughs> they're all real. I mean,
3: what? What did mm-hmm. I just say?
2: It was yeah. Kimberly, it's really funny. We went on this ghost tour, and the whole time the tour guide <laughs> was like, I totally did not map out this route. Or what we we're talking about or when things are going to happen but she gave us these little <laughs> ghost meters that went off conveniently all at the same time in the same locations she's like yeah let's just look at this tree randomly and then like everybody's thing was going off because it's under a power line we're like all right we see the oh, transformer gosh. across the street okay let's go on to the next story sorry for taking your time <laughs> oh
1: no worries um yeah so we ended up moving into another apartment and Because of this
4: or just coincidence?
1: Just because of coincidence, we decided to move. And um, that one was really quiet. Again, I think part of it was because it was a a very new complex. Um, So not a lot had happened there. The other one was really, really old. Um, But you know, I had little things here and there, but easily stuff that you can be like, my mind was making that up. Um, and then my husband went back to school, so his parents offered for us to come live on their farm. They have, like, a second house, basically, downstairs that they offered for us to live in, um, and their house is really old, and that was the most active um place i've ever lived and so yeah um they had a dog there she is the sweetest dog i've ever met in my entire life wouldn't hurt anything anyone and she would just go into these episodes and she never did it before i lived there but she'd just go into these episodes where she'd stare at something in the middle of the living room nothing there and just turn like a rabid dog, just barking at something, like hair on end, growling, like flashing her teeth. Like there was this huge threat in the middle of the living room that none of us could see. And you could not call her off. You'd have to go up to her and put your hand on her. And then she'd stop and be fine, Mm -hmm. which was really weird. And then she was fine and happy and she'd do it very rarely, but it was a little unnerving when it did happen.
3: Did you ever see any shadows or anything in that area where she, not at the same time, but like in the same vicinity that she was doing that? No, I didn't. Um,
1: Yeah. And there was nothing there that I, I could tell and, it was always like right in the middle of the living room she didn't do it anywhere else in the house
0: Hmm.
3: yeah um can i ask do you know how old the house was um it was
1: like early to mid 1900s oh wow i believe
2: what was your doggo's name i'm curious about that
1: her name's coda
2: okay Mm -hmm. coda I'm trying to figure out the, sorry, Tressa. I need to know the important information here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and she's just the sweetest dog, which it, this watching her do this was so unnerving and so uncharacteristic of her. I mean, it, it was like crazy, crazy. It, I don't know.
4: Um,
0: it, it only started when you moved into.
4: Yep. She had never done it before. Hmm. And And it wasn't, like, seizures she was having or anything? No. It was, like, you took... Her
0: haunches were, like, up, right? Yes.
1: It was, like, imagine the scariest thing you could... I mean, we've seen her around the vacuum and other things that she's scared of, and nothing compares to this. I mean, it was, like, she felt like her life was in imminent danger. This was a very real threat Mm. to her.
3: I don't want to say anything about anything, because I'm an idiot, but... It sounds like you got something attached to you like I, it doesn't necessarily you. You think your dad's evil. right <laughs> no i don't think it's you i think something has attached itself to you You know,
0: what? if the a dog movie, is uh, like yes nick paranormal activity comes to mind
3: nah fuck that movie <laughs> i'm saying say <laughs> yeah well, that, that's so like the difference is Total that...
2: attachment. Tress is saying there, there may be something following uh kimberly and her husband where what you're saying is you know, like in that movie, if it were real, because it's not, there's something that already is at that location, which kind of sounds like it may be like that at the farmhouse though. Does seem like there's something there. Did you ever feel threatened? Did you ever feel like maybe you're not safe and did you do anything about it? Like maybe you invite a priest or anything like that? Holy water.
1: There were times where I was scared out of my mind But at no point did I ever feel like I was in danger, which was really weird to me. Like, I never got the sense that it was demonic. I never got the sense that it wanted to hurt me, whatever it was. I just got the sense that this was something, whatever it was, whether it was the same thing from location to location, or if it was just whatever was where I was at. It just wanted to get a reaction. That's what it wanted, I think.
0: Yeah. I I have a question. So did you ever research if any of these locations were like on sacred ground? Yeah? You know? It was this coincidence that it was both?
1: I did not. Um that kind of plays into the I completely ignore it. So I mm-hmm wherever I was living, that I was having activity, I would not even talk about what I was experiencing out loud in the house. So even for me Mm. to be where I'm living right now and to be talking about this is something Mm -hmm. I don't ever do. I have to leave the house or I have to text it because I want nothing to do with it. I don't want to stir anything up. I don't want to touch it so I I never looked into anything like Mm -hmm. that I just wanted it to
3: stop and I wanted it to go away yeah can I throw a theory out there that doesn't do anything to anyone but maybe it's something you own do you have like an object that's like maybe older an antique that belonged to somebody or even you don't even know who it belonged to and something's attached to that that's a really interesting thought
1: And I, I should think more about it. Um, my theory for the whole thing is, um, I've heard the term poltergeist used as something and an energy that's in a house, but I've also used it as applied to a person, typically female and usually a younger female. And it's not necessarily something in the house it's the person in the house, their energy, that's setting things off. So you'll see a spike in activity when that person is really upset. Um, And that's kind of what I think it is because when this stuff would happen, it was when I was really stressed or when I was really upset. And it only happened when I was living in older residences. When I was living in a newer place, nothing much really ever happened. Um, and when I was like happy and calm and not stressed, things don't really happen. So I'm, I honestly really kind of think that it's me, whether something is attached to me, which I hope to goodness is not true, or whether it's just my energy, I stir things up.
3: That's, that's kind of what I lean towards. Yeah, I've heard that theory, theory a lot and yeah. it's kind of hard for me to wrap my brain around it because it's very much, it's, it's not just your energy. Like you are involuntarily, I'm sorry, my dog's wheezing. You are involuntarily making all this stuff happen and you don't even like realize that you're doing it. And that's, that's wild. Like that's such a great thing that I'd love to explore further, yeah. but nobody really knows how to do explore it further you know right
1: right and i don't really want to explore it (laughs) for and it's it's not something like i'm stressed and i look at something and it slides off it's more a theory of i'm stressed and something that's in the house that doesn't have the energy to do something is able to pull from my energy to do what it wants which would kind of make sense that if I'm stressed, it doesn't want to hurt me. It wants to freak me out. So I stay stressed and it can keep pulling Um, from me. There was
4: Now, so say to the mail when you were like, you know, so something happened with all the mail was something in the mail, maybe like bothering you, like bills at the time or, you know, so that's what got thrown around.
1: No. Mm Mm-mm.
2: I will say that <laughs> it is not the first time I'm hearing about this where someone can be a beacon for paranormal activity. Not necessarily wanting anything to do with it, but just stuff happens around you. Like, is it, it was on coast to coast, and it's in the same vein of the type of person. Tell me if you've known a person like this. There are certain people out there that unknowingly... Will walk into a room full of happy people and suck all the energy out of it, suck all the happiness out of that room.
3: Ah, uh, the Colin Robinson, the uh, the Colin Robinson. Vampire. I don't know who that is, but
2: <laughs> people do exist that have the ability to to do these things inherently. So yeah, it's, it's not the first time I've heard of somebody like as a beacon. I mean, that's what kind of what like psychics, if they if they play into it, that's kind of what they they learn to communicate. Where maybe Kimberly doesn't want to explore You know what I mean?
1: No.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> For
1: sure. But I, I love the ideas and the theories that you guys are throwing out because if there is any other explanation, if there's something I can do to sever an attachment, if there's an object I can get rid of, I want to do it because I, I, I don't want this happening to me.
2: Has anything happened to you recently? I mean, that would be sort of a troubleshooting way to do it i mean if stuff still happens to you maybe it is an object because i'm guessing you don't you don't live there anymore in the farm house right i do not right
1: so we started looking for a house and i really feel like i had subconscious or a little conscious this pull to not move into an existing house there was something where i was like i have to be in a new house because i can't deal with this anymore so we actually moved into a brand new house in January of this year and knock on wood not a single thing has happened in this house. Oh, that's great. So. That's mm. awesome. I am hoping it stays that way cuz uh, you know and I've gotten that from people of why don't you put up cameras if what you're saying is true? Why don't you put it on YouTube if what you're saying is true? Because I don't want it happening to me. And, and whether mm-hmm. or not people outside of my life online validate it or not, that doesn't make it any more or less valid to me. I don't care if other people believe me or not. And even if I was able to record it and put it online, there'd be people that would be like, I can see the string. I can see it. You're Absolutely, that, There's no
3: such thing as plausible evidence. Someone will always find something wrong exactly. with everything. That's the number one
2: problem. As someone who's gone to different platforms to try to curate just stuff to share to our community, video evidence and photo evidence can be doctored so easily that it's no longer held as verifiable. Like, any photo evidence or video evidence you have, it's completely worthless to any paranormal investigating community. Like, real talk. The only thing that actually works is if you have... People that say, say like, I've gone there, I've experienced something there. Like, that's what'll get people interested in saying, okay, maybe something's going on there. Because if you show pictures, it doesn't matter what it is. You could have an HD camera, 4K, 8K, doesn't matter. Even though, coincidentally, that stuff mostly happens on, like, 480 CCTV, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't matter because... As time progresses, because
3: people aren't spending a shit ton of money just to record something that they might think happens. Like, and no, to do to,
2: to make pictures or to doctor pictures to say something paranormal is in the picture has been something that has been happening since photo processing was invented with chemicals and stuff. I was when I uh, I took a class on how to actually uh develop photos the old school way with chemicals and in the red room, I was in the red room and our teacher was like let's show you how to do a double exposure. And people do this to show ghosts and stuff when they want to. So basically you partially expose a photo, you expose another photo on top of it, and you can use the machines to zoom in and out of an object and put it anywhere you want. And then you, you know, go back to exposing the regular one over it again. And that produces, you know, it's, it's so crazy because people think the older photos before we had digital were totally like verifiable. They're not, they're totally not.
0: So. Yeah. They had the ectoplasm, remember? And that was the, like some kind of cheesecloth.
2: Yeah. I mean, with, with what Kimberly is saying, I totally respect that you don't want to further try to prove to anybody that it's real. Because the only thing that's going to happen is, A, no one's going to believe it anyway, especially right. with the internet. No one's going to believe anything on the internet. And then, B, you're probably just going to, you know, make things worse or make things occur more often and more frequently. Yeah. It doesn't sound like you really and want And you that. have
0: to live there. They don't live there.
1: Yeah, well, and also people asking why I didn't record it. We went through, you know, rise and falls of activity. It wasn't just constant. It wasn't like you see in a movie where it's happening all the time. We'd have this pocket of activity and then it would be quiet completely for multiple months. It's like, I'm not, I'm not going to set up all these cameras in my house and record me for months on end and watch everything back to make sure something didn't move in a room I wasn't in for months and months and months to possibly
3: capture something that nobody's going to believe anyways. Yeah. People don't seem to understand that even if a lot of things, if there's a ton of activity, it doesn't happen all at once. It like happens over months and years. Like people don't get that because they're so used to seeing it all collected into one video or something
2: yeah i would like to also cite the lochness monster for just a moment as far as photo evidence goes everybody is familiar with that original photo of the lochness monster where it's just like a far away you just see like the head and like the back hump coming out of the water for many many decades the you know some of the Biggest photo analysts in the world were like, yes, totally a real photo. And that's why it was a big thing. But then it turns out the people who staged that photo showed how to stage it and said, yeah, we made that photo. It's a total hoax. So even when photos are believed to be true, they can still be completely fake anyway. So it's it's such a uh, it's frustrating. <laughs> it's so frustrating. But Tress is right. If this stuff is really happening, it's going to happen to you in a way where. May not even be caught on photo. Who's to say that you'll see something that a a camera lens could also see? You're able to perceive things with your brain. You know, like, so Kara will tell you, because Kara's a medical professional, people hallucinate all the time. You know, what if a ghost sighting or a ghost experience is on the same vein, but like, you know, obviously scientifically that's not happening to you. But if it were happening just in a different way where you're perceiving it a a reality, you know, but who's to say you can catch that on camera? I don't think that you could. So it's, like, it's, it's kind of too much work for, like, negative payoff to do that kind of thing.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, so uh, the, uh, the next few things that happened to me didn't really happen to me. It was more my husband that experienced it um he was coming down the stairs in the house to our little apartment kind of thing downstairs and he saw me cross in front of the stairway and he was like oh hey Kimberly and followed me around the corner and it takes you in like this big huge U shape and he got all the way to the back of the U and I wasn't there.
2: Oh, get the fuck out <laughs> No way.
1: Stop. I'm done. This, Dude, I'm done. this happened oh. multiple times and it really freaked him out because oh. it would be the outfit I was wearing that day. No. <laughs> and he would follow, you know, he'd follow me around the corner. He'd go around the corner. He'd see me go around the next corner. He'd go around the next corner and come to a dead end. And I was not there. I mean, he's calling after me. He's following me. It's not me. Um, um, there were there were also uh, there was one time when I came in from the chicken coop I had just gotten a bunch of eggs and he comes roaring into the kitchen and he's like, what are you doing? What do you want?" And I was like, whoa what what's wrong? What's going on And he's like, you're calling me and calling me and calling me. I'm trying to, oh like, God. you're hiding from me. You're running around the house. Like I hear you calling upstairs. I come upstairs. I try and find you. I hear you calling from the living room. Then I hear you calling downstairs. What are you doing? What do you want?
3: You have a, a fucking mimic. There's something I am now terrified yeah. for you. Like, this is <laughs> that, not that's cool. That's the thing i don't, thing ever, I've ever heard I don't
0: want to hear don't that. Don't tell her
3: that. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's fine. It's sunshine. It's, uh, yeah. it's, uh, uh it's fine.
1: Yeah, and I looked at him, and I kind of stopped, and I held up my bucket of eggs, and I said, I've been outside for the last 10 minutes in the chicken coop.
0: Oh, no.
4: And
1: I just watched of all of the blood right of in his face.
4: So does oh. he even trust if you call him from another part of the house that it's even you, or does he just, like, tune it out? No, 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 no. He, <laughs> How long he... till he trusted it was you?
0: Yeah. It's convenient he for him, now. Not- I didn't hear you.
4: He
1: stopped responding to me calling because it happened to him a couple other times. What did he say? I I would be outside doing something outside on the farm and he'd hear me calling for him and he knew I was outside.
2: What did he say that first time that you were like, hey, I was in the chicken coop?
1: He was like, are you, you're joking with me. This isn't funny. I'm really upset right now. And I was like, I'm. uh... I'm not joking. I promise you, I'm not joking. Mm. And I was like, look, I just walked in the house. And he was.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. He you didn't don't have him. a twin
0: sister, do you? are not playing a dirty trick on him,
3: I don't. <laughs> I wish. I wish. How oh, yeah. I many have for this? You, so nothing has happened since you've moved into your new place, right? No. Okay. And yeah. how long has that been? uh Since January. Okay, again, I'm an idiot. I don't know what I'm talking about, but let's just say this is something <laughs> on the farm. And it was, yeah, you had stuff that happened in your childhood home, but the stuff in the farm really sounds like it kicked it up a few notches. And I'm gonna say that was on the farm and it's still there, and you're fine. But let's just let's just admit there's something there on the farm yes
4: and does anybody live on the farm
1: now yes so my my family still lives there um i heard from my my sisters-in-law that grew up on that farm they downstairs there's like that little apartment and then there's a storage room it's unfinished there's workout equipment in there there's just you know um like holiday storage nothing really happened but they hated going in there because they felt like something bad was in there. So nothing happened, but they had this like really nasty feeling in their stomachs that they didn't, they would not go in there.
2: Mm -hmm. And they didn't know why. I also hate going in the workout room. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah.
0: That's, that's just re- chilling. It's so chilling. But that's
2: still nothing on the level of what you experienced. So maybe if you are someone who's kind of a beacon, you just amplified anything that was already there. Maybe that's, stuff is happening to them, but they just can't see it or perceive it.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. that's kind of what I'm thinking, that I, for whatever reason, stir up whatever. And I, I have to be there for a, a while. It's not like... I go to somebody's house and all of a sudden all this stuff starts happening. Like I have to be there for a while. Um, What's terrifying? there's, There's something there and I stir it up.
2: What's terrifying to me is this. It's one thing if you're sensitive to these things and you hear stuff or stuff happens around you. But it's something completely different and actually a lot more horrifying to me. That quite separately from you, your husband is... You know, interacting with whatever this is on his own, and you're not even around for it. That's yep. the scary part to me.
0: It's intelligent.
1: Mm-hmm. And it, this only happened, this That's stuff only happened when I was either inside the house or very close in the vicinity. If I was gone, if I was out of the house,
4: off the property, nothing happened.
1: The whole That's time so I was. Hmm.
4: Yeah. Did your husband grow up there too? He did. So he, did he, he th- think anything of anything his whole childhood? No. Hmm. Was he? He never
1: like experienced anything growing up.
2: Hmm. He didn't have like an interest oh. in the paranormal at all. Like no scary movies, no Ouija boards, no socks no. with skeletons on them for Halloween. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, he. He was completely and totally skeptical until this stuff happened. And I mean, it was, I mean, like the mail thing, he's like, oh, you know, it's just, it tipped over and it spilled. And I was showing him, I'm like, look, this bucket, tip. try and tip this over. It doesn't tip over. And he was like, so it probably happened.
0: Was it like really structured, like all the way around the bucket? And like each piece was separated equally or was it more random or?
1: It was like this square bucket that had this base that came out so that you couldn't tip it. You had to like pick it up and turn it in order for it to. And I, Mm. I sat there trying to like anything that happened to me, if I could possibly find an explanation for it, I wanted to, because like I said, I didn't and don't want this stuff happening to me. So I sat there Mm. smacking that bucket trying yeah. to get it to tip over and i could <laughs> not make it tip over we got a question
2: uh kimberly from this user on facebook who's calling themselves northwest paranormal research group do you or have you heard names while having this these experiences i think it's a pretty good question
1: a name other than a relative
2: i guess i don't know it's just kind of open-ended <laughs> did you or do you hear names when this happens
1: I've heard Hunter calling for me, um, my name, but I have not heard any name out of place.
2: Hmm. That's I don't know. So uh, Northwest Paranormal Research Group says that's random.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, I, you know,
0: it's like you think you might know what it is and that uh, it throws you a curveball and it's like, wow would be? you
2: ever be interested i mean obviously it's not happening anymore um well, get dave up. to go out there well I, dave is a big time guy um but it'd be really cool <laughs> if he did hey.
0: go out there.
2: we got another question i know coming in from northwest paranormal research group he says can you ask but then he didn't say anything so I'll, i guess
0: <laughs> I, I, I wonder think. what dave would think if if he heard your situation
1: yeah i was actually thinking about um Definitely making sure I can listen to your guys' show when he's on to see if he has any yeah. <laughs> advice. But I, I've never gotten the sense that it was something demonic. I have not yeah. had any of the signs that it was. You know who we could also ask
2: is Mr. Gorga,
0: Nick. Yeah, yeah, you could call him when Mr's on. Yeah,
2: so we have a demonologist that's coming on who wrote a book who's a New York Times best number one best-selling author. He'll be on in two weeks' time. And we, we did have him on already, and he wrote a whole book about going out and checking in on uh, people's experiences. But the book itself is, mm-hmm. is based on demonic experiences specifically. And I know that he's someone who just doesn't jump to the conclusion that everything would be demonic off the bat, which is a smart thing to do. Like, right. I know even Dave Schrader is somebody who is like, yeah, let's not just assume something's demonic or trying to hurt you. And to, to your credit... I think if I caught this correctly, not even you think it is. So you're, you're saying that they don't necessarily want to hurt you or anything. It's more almost that they want to communicate with you when you're already stressed. That's why they're trying to do things, right?
1: I I don't even know necessarily if it was trying to communicate. I mean, maybe if I was less scared, I might have been able to pick up on, on something like that. But um, I always got the sense that it was just... Trying to get a rise out just of trying me.
2: to get the reaction from you because it enjoyed your reaction
1: exactly which is mm, why i would not talk about it out loud because if it was just hanging out not doing anything i didn't want it to hear me talking about it i would ignore it to the very best of my ability and try not to react i did
4: not want to give so, it anything
0: so why now why do you want to put this out there Well, I reached
4: out. Those were super fun (laughs) to talk to. What are you talking about? Because she wanted to come back to us. I
0: was. Seriously, though, like, why put it out now?
1: I was on Reddit just one night, like at midnight. I was really bored, and somebody was like, What's the scariest thing that's ever happened to you? And it had like two upvotes. And I was like, What the heck? Why not talk about this? And so I wrote it not expecting anybody to really read it, um, and the show found it. <laughs> messaged me. me and asked me. if I would oh, so come dirty on. Dog. I, read, I read her post oh, at 3M. What do you dog. think I'm doing? I'm not like, what, what do
2: you do at
0: 3M? I look at spooky uh. stuff and actually,
2: like, I thought her story was awesome. That's why I invited her to be on, and
0: yeah, well, I thought she wanted some kind of, like, closure, hopefully, or something. I don't know else. that there is something any. There.
2: I, I think the closure was Kimberly moving and not experiencing it anymore, but I, Time. If, I also think it's great that you're getting it out there regardless, because future stuff could theoretically happen. Um, by the way, Northwest Paranormal Research Group says that you are an antenna, <laughs> so... Uh, It makes a lot of sense that you could be. I'm really curious to know. I'm not a ghost expert by any means, but I'm really interested to know if there are certain ghosts or spirits or entities that specifically prey off of reactions that are not necessarily fear, but it sounds like a lot of your reaction may have been surprise as well.
1: Yeah. And I guess that's another point of why I was willing to come on here is just, I know that you guys do a lot of, Paranormal stuff, and have a lot of guests on here that deal with this sort of thing. And if for whatever reason, if it was to come back, or I had to stay in that house, you know, house it for a little bit. Um, if anybody had any suggestions on what it possibly could be, if it's not me, what can I do to make it stop? Do I need to talk to somebody about potentially breaking a connection that I might have? Um, that's the biggest thing. Is I don't want people to just give me attention. You know, I don't want views Uh, or hits or whatever. I want it to stop if
3: it ever starts again. So Mm -hmm. I had a thought. Like a lot of this at the farm, anyway, sounds a lot like it sounds a lot like stuff that SWs would do. I don't want to say it, but it was our um, topic a few weeks ago. Oh. Um. oh (laughs) and i don't necessarily like i'm not i know there's a lot of uh, theories around it and i i'm a stupid white lady again i'm stupid uh but i think that it sounds very similar and i
2: it does doesn't it
3: It really does. Mm -hmm. Like it, the the whole. I I can't let go of the mimicking thing. It's it's so uh, striking because it it doesn't happen a lot.
1: I didn't think that they would come in your house, though. And if they did, I didn't think you'd make it
3: out. I don't think that they uh, necessarily come in, but from what I've heard, they will make you think that they have.
2: So you're saying, and if
3: you. give them any acknowledgement and like answer them and all that that's when it gets bad you're
2: saying they can project a mimic Mm -hmm. it's not just that they shape shift but they can project something visually visually
3: well i'm not saying visually i'm saying right so i don't again i don't know what i'm talking about but it sounds very similar to those (laughs) stories that i have heard
1: that's like the thought of that is like making me break out in a cold sweat. I <laughs> uh,
4: don't want to do that to you. That's don't no be stressed it. out. Don't be stressed That's out. That's the point. I can't. I can't stress out. <laughs> you can't.
2: Uh, well, we're, we're kind of running up to the, the usual end of our show. But uh, I would say because it's so intriguing, I would say. Uh, Kimberly, if you want to tell us one or two more, you're welcome to it. Yeah,
1: I, I can skip all of the uh other small stuff that doesn't matter and i can i can tell you the big one that you found on reddit
2: yes please i've been waiting um
1: for that one. oh no we didn't get to the big one yet. <laughs> yeah um so <clears throat> it was when i was living at the farm and everybody else that had lived in the house was off in a another state and my husband worked nights, so he was gone. I was in this farmhouse by myself, not all of the doors lock on that house. Um, Stop. Like, out where it would take the police a while to get to you. No, I God. am stressed. I am scared. And it's probably, I don't know, like, 8 o'clock at night, it's, like the 23rd of December. So it's freezing outside and the dog Coda just starts going berserk. She starts having one of her episodes in the living room and I cannot call her off. I go up, I try and comfort her. I try and get her to stop. The most I can get her to stop for is maybe 10 seconds, but she is going crazy in the living room. I sit up there with her. I turn on the TV I cannot get her to stop. And so finally, after a long time of it, I finally went downstairs and just went in my room and shut the door and was like, I need to take a break because this is really starting to get to me. And she calmed down for maybe like 30, 45 minutes and starts having another episode, just going crazy. So I go up there again. I can't get her to calm down. I go back downstairs. She goes kind of quiet for maybe 30 30 more minutes. She starts going berserk one more time. And I walk up the stairs and it's kind of angled with like a, a banister. So I'm standing on a landing with about my head level with the living room floor where she is with uh, like the banister rails in between us. And I call her over and she kind of calms down, but it's still really on edge. And I'm talking to her through the banister. I'm like, it's okay, Coda. It's all right. And she is looking at me and she keeps, she starts looking over at the top of the stairs where there's a baby gate. And she starts growling at the baby gate. And I'm like, Coda, it's okay. It's all right. It's okay. Look at me. Look at me. And finally, like she turns and she looks at it one more time and starts to growl. And I'm looking at her. And there's this huge bang right on the baby gate. And I'm like, uh, I ignore it. She starts barking. And I'm like, Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. It's okay. It's okay. I'm trying to talk myself down internally and talk her down. I get her. I get her calmed down. I'm like, It's okay. It's all right. And then diagonally in my vision, I can see the dining room table and there's a pen on the dining room table and it starts sliding across the table and then flicks off the table and hits the ground and Coda like just races in there and starts going crazy right at something like it's standing right in the middle of the dining room. I'm like, I'm done. I'm out. Sorry, you're on your own. I turn, I go downstairs and I walk into my room and I sit down on my bed and my cat is laying on the bed. He's sleeping, he's chilling out, he's fine and I'm like trying to keep myself from crying. I'm so stressed out. I can still hear Coda going crazy upstairs and then she goes quiet. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. It's all done. It's all over. And then my cat kind of gets up and stretches and comes over to me. Oh no. And then sits and turns and looks at my door, my door frame. I left my door open cuz what's a door going to do against a ghost? And all of a sudden, he does not act like this. He like arches his back, all the hair on his back stands up, his ears pin back, and he starts hissing at something in the doorway. And I'm like, this thing has followed me all the way downstairs. So I like burst through the door front, the door, and I run outside. It is freezing. I'm in my pajamas and I call my husband at work and I'm crying and I'm telling him, I'm like, there's something in the house. It will not stop. And he's like, I can't come home. Like, what am I supposed to tell my manager? A ghost is harassing my wife. Like, <laughs> I can't, there's nothing I can do. Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah. I got to figure out what I can do. And I go and I sit in my car. My keys are inside. My coats are inside. It is below freezing or at freezing. And I'm just sitting in my car shaking, not knowing what to do. And like just this intent, like it's so hard to describe it, but this like mind numbing calmness came over me. It was like my body kind of realized that it needed to calm down or it just overloaded. And I was like, I can't leave without going back in the house. I have to go back in the house anyways. I'm just going to go in the house and I'm going to lay down on my bed and I'm going to be fine. Hell yeah. And I walked back in the house and I laid down on my bed with all the lamps on and I just stayed there <laughs> until it was an acceptable time to get up in the morning.
4: <laughs> Did you fall asleep well, or just I'm, lay there?
1: I might have, um, but it was at least two or three hours that I just, I laid there with I shut my door, but I was like, why am I even shutting my
4: door? That's so dumb.
3: I would shut my door. I would shut it.
4: I would shut it. (laughs) Like, what is my best thing you could do?
3: No, you're right.
4: But I would still shut
3: my
1: door. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I shut it. I turned my light on. I turned my lamp on and I just laid there under the covers.
2: (laughs) We have a question here from uh, Northwest Paranormal Research Group. Two things. Number one, he wants to know if you think it might have been a shadow person Number two, he brought up sleep paralysis. So I don't know if he's asking you, were you afraid that might happen? Because there's a lot of people who associate a sleep paralysis with.
3: He's talking about Hat Man, who usually shows up during sleep paralysis.
2: Okay, there you go, Hat Man. The I, person with a hat.
1: I have never um, experienced sleep paralysis. Um, when this happened, I had not gone to bed I had not sat down anywhere so I was not asleep when this happened um I have read about sleep paralysis and all that but that's that's not what that happened that's not what happened it's
2: really cool that you answered that yeah. have you got have the rest of you ever had sleep paralysis
1: no
4: I, no
2: no I've had it twice but mm-hmm. I wasn't scared and I didn't feel like i I wasn't scared for both times. And the second time, like, the first time it happened, I didn't even know that something paranormal could be happening to you. So I was like, oh, I can't feel anything. Great. I don't think it is paranormal.
3: I think it's just a brain thing.
2: Yeah, and then the second time it happened, I remember thinking to myself, okay, well, as long as I don't think there's a demon, I'm going to be cool. And then, like, for a moment <laughs> I got scared, but then I'm like, nah, nah, I don't I don't believe in that hocus pocus. That, That's not going to happen. But it's really weird. The, the second time that I got it, I was more mindful of it. And it really does feel... Like if you have enough willpower to move or to do something that you can do it, you believe in yourself that like, yeah, I can move my arm if I want to, but then you don't. it's so weird because you're like somewhere in between sleeping and awake. (laughs) Tressa, if you're talking, you're muted, Tressa.
4: You're muted. <laughs> oh.
3: That's right. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, sleep paralysis is not about willpower. It's like your brain is like doing something. It's like hypnagogic. I don't know what that means. But it's like when you're about to fall asleep and your brain or your brain makes it so you cannot move. Because yeah. if you dream, then you'll make a mess of 100%, everything.
2: 100%. It's the same thing. Also, I mean, <laughs> here's the thing, though, Tressa. I personally am a sleepwalker, and I always have been. So like yeah, I so is my son. There's an issue with that. And that for, for me, like, I've been sleepwalking since I was in fucking high school, so.
3: My know. son's been sleepwalking since he could walk. I understand.
2: Oh, yeah. So there's, for me and your son, there's probably something going on up here where it's like our brain doesn't always want to, or maybe our brain doesn't shut down the same way that it should for everybody.
3: Right. Hmm. Which has nothing well. to do with willpower.
2: I'm just saying that's my thought when I had the second bout of sleep paralysis where I I really thought like oh hey if I have enough willpower I could move but I wasn't able to but I I thought that I'm just explaining the thought that I had in my head because what do you think happens?
3: oh yeah it's I'm sure it's terrifying just because you can't control your body yeah
2: I wasn't I don't remember feeling super terrified for more than a moment okay for
3: big dummies it's terrifying how about that Frank (laughs)
2: I consider myself the biggest dummy. (laughs) So that was the resolution then, Kimberly. Did anything else happen? Like what happened when your husband came home? Did he talk to you about it? Did you guys find anything out of the ordinary or was that, that it?
1: Um, I mean, we, we talked about it. I was, I was really shook up and he was offering to have, you know, some of his friends that I knew pretty well drive over and stay with me. Um, And was trying to get me as much help as he could um but you know after experiencing and you know there's a lot more little stories that happened he was convinced that all this was happening to me and he just felt really bad that he he wasn't there um because maybe it wouldn't have happened if he was there or there would have been something that he could do but you know he was encouraging me like go in and tell it that this is your house and it needs to leave or it needs mm-hmm. to stop and i'm like i can't do that i, wouldn't do I that. am <laughs> way too scared to do that
0: yeah you know what i really hope that maybe you think about calling in when mr is on because mm-hmm. i really think that you know he if he hears about that he might have well some educated maybe at the Get, same, not guess, but at maybe we've heard of it before, you know. I would also so. say,
2: Nick, that MR is a guy who doesn't like to be caught off guard by questions, so we really do have to submit those first. So maybe we would have to give MR a heads up that Kimberly might call in.
3: We just... We well, last to time didn't
0: we have a time when people could call in? I thought we did last time. No,
2: we shut the calls off and we sent him, a, you know, a pre, pre-list of questions that he went over and he was okay with them. Regardless, I think
3: I think that you should call in whenever you want because you're great, but yeah. I don't think it has anything mm-hmm. to do with demons. I don't think it's anything that evil. Yeah,
2: I don't think so either. There, there's definitely no. something there. At least I think, have you ever gone it. to
4: like a psychic or a medium, you know, just met somebody and <laughs> said, do you see anything? I haven't. Um...
1: But like I said, if there's something that I can do to figure out why this might be happening to me, I mean, I'd be probably more along the lines of talking to, you know, a paranormal expert or investigator or something like that. I, I don't think it's anything demonic. And people ask me that, you know, was I scared for my safety? Was I scared for my life? And at no point did I ever feel like this was going to hurt me. I've never been scratched. I've never, you know, smelled anything demonic. I've never gotten the sense that it was something demonic. I just got the sense that it was something ornery. And it really got in my head tonight and that night. And it knew it. And it was going to keep going.
3: It doesn't have to be evil to be terrifying. Anything new can be very terrifying.
1: But yeah, if you guys are ever gonna have um, any guest that would be willing to have me call in and talk about it, yeah, we, I would be open to any suggestions. Probably the demonologist might not be quite the right person. Um, well, uh, yeah. we
2: we definitely plan on doing follow ups and inviting you know some of our guests back. We had Dave Schrader on. He he does uh, definitely dip his toes on a lot of this kind of stuff where he goes out to investigate places and. Even if he wouldn't come out to investigate or anything, I'm sure he would have some thoughts. But, I, I it, you know, knowing him and, and working with him for that podcast that we did, I think the first thought would be try to be respectful of the whatever's there. But mm-hmm. it's hard when they're not respecting your space. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I would also want to ask you here, Kimberly, before I forget. It sounds like we did skip over quite a few things. Did you? Are you interested in coming back on maybe next year? We have some slots for like early next year if you want to talk about some of those smaller stories
1: yeah i mean if you guys would like to hear them i'm happy
2: to talk about them also for anybody listening whether it's live now or after the fact after this is published i'd also like to say that uh kimberly is part of our discord community so if you have any follow-up questions for her you just post them there and her handle there is Mm -hmm. small town poltergeist correct yes awesome so definitely use that as a resource, and uh yeah, what do you guys think? Should we start uh closing up?
3: Yep. Okay. Getting about yeah. that time.
2: Yeah, it's getting about that time. You know, it's really cool yeah. for Kimberly because she's in the Pacific Standard Time,
0: two hours behind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I hasn't even had dinner yet. Jeez. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's it's eight forty-five here. Yeah. Oh, how nice. Ten forty-five <laughs> here. If
3: it's like bedtime here.
1: <laughs> if you guys have any questions, I'm happy to answer them. I'm if anybody's like a big skeptic or anything, it does not hurt my feelings. I'm happy to talk about it or answer yeah, whatever.
2: Let's let's do what we did uh, last time and what we do every show. We'll have a final thought from everybody who wants to go first. Anybody want to go first? I'll go mm-hmm.
4: first. Final thought chris fleming we can see about him he's a medium and he'll be here on november 7th so we Mm. should try to remember to bring that up and explore that
2: kimberly would you be interested in talking to uh that's my final thought chris fleming
4: i would be open to that
2: okay we'll talk in the discord we'll plan it out
4: yeah let's try to get that in
2: who wants to go next between nick and tressa
4: um
0: yeah I just want to thank you for coming on a second time first time I got to be on with you and it was a pleasure and I think you're gonna be all right you know it's you're in a new house so it's all good and hopefully we'll get to hear from you again and hear the other ones that we didn't get to tonight so thank you
3: Uh, my final thought is that when i click on mute it doesn't always work and unmute me so that's really fun but also uh it doesn't matter like the all the ideas that we have and all the theories that we have we don't know shit. (laughs) that's basically my final thought
2: good night uh my final thoughts um (laughs) Kimberly, every year we throw, uh, you know, on top of maybe having you ask Chris Fleming and then maybe having you come back. We have some time opening up in January, like next year, because we we basically block up all of December for a holiday party. And then November is getting pretty close to booked up, but um, (laughs) just planning ahead. But we do have we invite every guest that we've had for this New Year's party, like a New Year's Eve party. We don't we don't podcast and do this live on New Year's Eve by any means. We pre-record it. But if you'd be interested, you will get an invite and we would love for you to join us. Maybe bring your husband. In the past, we've had people come on with their significant others and just hang out. We don't even really necessarily talk about ghosts. We just talk about anything that happened in the new year. So you'd be definitely invited to that. Yeah, it'd be
1: fun.
2: Yeah. And then also here, I'm going to change your status. I I think I forgot to do it here in the Discord. Um, Anybody who's been a guest on our show will get a nice little legend role which is really cool. So you'll get that. And one more time, just to remind everybody, if anyone has questions, feel free to leave them in our discord. The link to our discord can be found. If you're looking at us uh, via Twitch in the links below YouTube, you could just go to our, our little homepage area and the, or you could just Google late night legends and we're going to be everywhere. Thanks so much guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you, Kimberly for coming on. Say hi to your moms and, uh, uh what else do I have? Have a good night, everybody. Bye. Bye. Man, I am such a professional. Let me tell you how good I am. <laughs>